imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. And welcome to, uh, I went really hard on that one, uh, welcome to Tinfoil Hat, my apologies, we are up and running, we're doing a uh, 10 in the morning conspiracy theory podcast, so uh, let's get into it, joining me as always is my partner in crime, the most off the grid motherfucker you'll ever meet in your life, my good friend Ryan Davis. Sam, good to see you. Good to see you as always, uh, Ryan didn't go to sleep, working, burning the midnight oil. Yeah, I decided uh-huh. to do a little uh, sleep deprivation for this episode. I like that. I like that. And joining us in studio, before we get into some of our business, uh, he's from the very popular podcast, Time Suck. Please welcome Dan Cummings, everybody. Thanks, man. Thanks, Sam. Brian. Always a pleasure to see you, dude. Yeah, I, yeah man. I love seeing you. Uh, thanks for coming in. Let's get a little business done real quick, guys. Uh, you guys are taking pictures of yourself in the t-shirts. We're loving it. The ladies are loving the smoke weed, eat pussy, <laughs> hell Satan t-shirts. We're thinking about doing a praise Jesus, hell Satan t-shirt as well. So check those out. I thought Go it was a smoke, crack, chug, cock, praise Jesus. I'm not against that either. I'll make both of those. There we go. All AllComedyTshirts.com. Check that out. Then, guys, <laughs> where are we at? Here we go. The Tinfoil Hat Twitter is jumping. If you want real news, go there. I am just posting nothing but what I believe is honest news on this feed. Uh, all the stuff I get from Reddit, stuff uh, people email me, stuff people I find on the Internet that I do a little vetting on. I will put it up here, and you guys can see what's going on. Uh, in the world, new the real news. Let's just call it. That's a uh, Mad Hatter Thirty Niners. Go check that out. And again, the Instagram is blowing up. Tinfoil Hat Pod. Uh, you know, my man Ryan is going for it, doing some great stuff on there. And we're uh, just go to Tinfoil Hat Pod on Instagram and join it. And then, guys, I will be at uh, the the uh, Laugh Factory in reno at the end of the month so come check out rock out where are you gonna be dan you got any dates coming up that we could hear about yeah i'll be uh omaha this next week at the funny bone and then columbus ohio at the funny bone and then uh then i'll be all over the rest of the year like madison seattle portland how many do you do like every week on the road are you an every week guy two two weekends a month i like that that's what i like two weeks you get in, you get out, you yep. get to come back to whatever reality, yeah, sanity, L.A. Yeah. is. Oh, yeah, you have some kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about your uh, podcast. It's doing really well. I'm super proud of you. And oh, uh, thanks, tell man. us about it. Well, it's just like it started as like a passion project. I was actually, because I was leaving L.A. I was finishing up at Playboy where I last saw you. And then um, I was going up to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is where I live now. And, so Playboy uh, just ended. Yeah, the contract was up, and then it was just they didn't renew the show, and then the, it's it's it's. it's it was know, a good run down. on that. It was show. fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And then, uh, but I had all this time, and I and I just I was like, okay, you know, I'd worked on other random shows that I liked, okay, but didn't love, and I'm like, what would be my ideal thing? And I just love. I've always been a very curious person, and I just love by curious, by not by curious. Okay, actually. interesting. No, not by curious, <laughs> but, but intellectually curious, and uh, and uh, and I just thought like. Well, what am I doing anyway in life? Like, what could I, you know, translate to a podcast? And I like to just research random things on the web just for my own curiosity. And so I just started doing it and then uh, taking the best of what I found and just putting out like an episode a week uh, based on just one random. The first episode was the Lizard Illuminati, just something that I thought was. Dude, do you believe in that? I don't believe in the Lizard. David Icke is just too much for me. Really? Is it (laughs) too much or is it too much to understand? No, it's just too much. It's too much. Like, Like, when I researched him, it's like. You know, he just seemed to have like a kind of a, a, a snap. I own a, too a, many cats vibe. <laughs> well, he was, you know, he was that guy in particular was an was an athlete, a, a soccer player. You know, when he was a young man, and then he had arthritis, and he and he kind of trans uh, transitioned into being a, a sports broadcaster, and he was a pretty pop, popular sports broadcaster over there in uh, in England. And then he just got into some, you know, very kind of leftist political stuff, which was fine, very environmental stuff, which is great. And then he came out in a turquoise tracksuit. Uh, talking about how he's the second coming of Christ. And that was when he jumped the shark for that, me. Yeah, I get that. Was, that. that was I when he that. took it a, a, a few steps too far. And then when, and then when he talked about the the moon being a uh, a hollow, like a Death Star. Yes, oh, which a, is our next episode. It, <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. Uh, yeah, he's, the mind control stuff. And, the, and it's just, uh, 
to me, he just – he seemed like we're going to be talking about – you know, I know, like, LSD and stuff today. He seemed like a guy who – not that he did, but, like, took a lot of LSD, you know, maybe watched The Matrix on repeat – and, a little uh, too much. A little too many times. Well, maybe, a little maybe, deep. Maybe there was a pet lizard next to but the do, Matrix. You know, I don't do know. Do you? And it's totally fine, yeah. dude. I, like, I, I'm totally cool with whatever range and thoughts you have. And, yeah. you know, not every episode's going to be like, dude, it's uh, bi- they're making the frogs bisexual or anything like <laughs> Alex that. Alex Jones, but, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. but... Uh, and who, like, I just, I can't take Alex Jones yeah. anymore. Oh. I'm, I'm constantly fighting with Eddie Brown. Not fighting, we love each other. But I constantly hit him up going, the dude is a shill. The guy is yep. is uh, definitely pushing some narratives that aren't that much different than what CNN is pushing. To be honest with you, they yeah. just come from a different angle on it. And But do you believe that there are more things going on than necessarily meets the eye? Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, uh, absolutely. You know, like, um, well, I, I, yeah, I'm just selective, I guess, with my, like, my conspiracies. Right, I, 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 always, I always question the motive. Like, uh, okay, like, here's one I, I don't believe in that came up and because the motive didn't make sense. And I addressed this on my podcast, but it was the flat earth theory. Right. And there was this, there, and there's branches of that. But the one that I was fascinated with was there is a certain segment of flat earth believers who believe that, uh, okay, like like the rest, there's this flat earth, you know, North Pole in the center, Antarctica uh, is a crust, kind of Game of Thrones, ice wall situation. Which, Born. great episode last night. Though. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. Looks okay. good. Uh, and, uh, and then, and then they, they believe that uh, NASA has armed guards patrolling the perimeter of the earth to keep us from finding out the truth. Right, right. That you could push a shuttle into space from the ice wall. Yeah. You don't need to launch it. Yeah. And, and they're protecting the, <laughs> the, the, the moon landing being faked. And, and but, but basically they're like they acted like it's uh you just, just Thelma t- Louise that shit right but right right, off, right. Just exactly exactly and and the rationale they had for that was that NASA is just taking all the, Na- the the government NASA funds there is no space program and they're just using that for like Illuminati agenda yeah but, but here's black I did the ops num- right right black ops yeah and so okay. but I did the numbers and you then crunched I, them well I had a listeners are really interactive and there was a guy who's a military uh, contractor and and I I established like what the distance would be if if our Earth was flat, how far around would it be? Like, what's the military perimeter that NASA has to guard? He knew uh, how much it cost to establish, you know, like with bases, with roving guards, with the administration. So interesting. Seventy-five trillion dollars a year to guard the perimeter of a flat Earth. The total uh, tax income from the U.S. is less than five trillion. So that's where I'm like, there's no money in it. That's you're so not gonna, interesting. You're not going to spend seventy-five trillion a year so you can get an extra couple hundred billion. Like nope, so, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I, I think if there's anything to flat Earth, and I don't believe in that at all. Yeah. Eddie Bravo's a good friend of mine. Uh, I think a lot of them are more into uh, simulation theory that this isn't even real, and that's where it's an infinite plane. That's oh, we've yeah. had Eddie on here, high and drunk off his ass, going crazy. Yeah, and like post-humanism been, stuff. You talking like, about like the? Well, it's just like the, you know, it also goes back down to like. Um, when we did something on the Tibetan Book of the Dead and how we're all just kind, which goes back to, believe it or not, the moon right. and how we're just basically Duracell batteries and we're just doing energy and it sounds crazy. Yeah. But I could believe in simulation theory over a flat earth theory. Yeah. Yeah. That and one, that one messes, messes with my mind because I think that's I think I'm talking about the same thing here where there's that whole theory that like Neil deGrasse Tyson and even, you know, a lot of like scientists talked about where. Which makes sense to me with technology and everything and virtual reality, the way it's kind of moving and progressing, that we're going to eventually go into like a transhumanism phase where we'll have, you know, like robotic parts and whatever and, and, you know, genetically engineered, modified bodies, which I totally believe. And then if you keep going and keep going and keep going, eventually they'll replicate human consciousness in an electrical form and you won't need carbon-based, you know, life. And then we're computers that could live in an atmosphere that carbon-based life could not live in. And then the computers could eventually want to run simulations and to, to kind of like understand the humans who built them, and that we could be living in one of those simulations. Right Dude, now. that my, my is brain just, so crazy. Just like ah, uh, yeah. like uh, this is actually the future, and yeah. we're in the past, and it's right? almost like Westworld. Yes, yes, kind of like Whoa, a weird inverted Westworld. Dog, blow my brain. We want to do a T-shirt where uh, Ryan is kind of in the back, kind of like Wildy e. Coyote. <laughs> with his weird kind of like 
blowing up the dynamite yeah. and my head just going. Gish. Oh my god, that's a great one. That's yeah. a great one. Make it artist, make it. So I'm super glad yeah. uh, you hit me up about coming on the show. I've always been a big fan of yours, and uh, you hit me up because uh, you just did an episode on this. The is it M the MK Ultra? MK Ultra, yeah. I read a great book on it. Uh, I have the worst memory, but I believe the author's name is John. Dark, it's it's Search for the Manchurian Candidate. Hmm. It was written in like uh, seventy nine or published in seventy nine, and it was a guy who, you know, using the Freedom of Freedom of Information Act, got a bunch of declassified CIA documents from you know MK Ultra, scoured over them, interviewed everybody he could find, which is tricky because even when they release those documents, the names are often yeah. you know blacked out. And I am a firm redacted right, right, and I'm a firm believer that whatever they release, they have shredded the fuck out of yeah. Ninety nine percent more than that. Oh like, yeah, no, what no were we just talking is. about today? That they were, that well, well, this thing they shredded the fuck yeah. out of a lot of stuff. Oh, how they lost all the torture reports? Yeah, they just uh, lost all the torture. Oh lost. man, they're they gone. Lost. They're gone. We they're can't. Gone. Somebody, some idiot down there set them all on fire. The dog <laughs> ate my homework. Yep, yep. Well, you know the the CIA stuff. Uh, I believe a lot of the conspiracies around the CIA because. Again, well, first of all, let's let's start off by saying everybody in this room, except for maybe Brenton, yeah. loves their life. They're super happy, right. and they would never suicide themselves. So we just want to start off. Anytime, <laughs> anytime you start talking about the CIA, yeah, no, not, don't do it, dude. I, don't do it. The CIA, don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just don't want to. We don't want to suicide ourselves. No, we love not, America. I will not be killing myself. Yeah. If, if if it looks that way, okay. it's definitely a lie. Some shady shit Some just shady went shit. down. Uh, so get into it. Well, you know, the, the CIA. What well, it was started in 1947, I believe. It was like the National Security Act, and it was you know under Truman in this Cold War kind of thing with the joint. Chiefs of Power and all that stuff were, were started as well. And previous to the CIA, America had never had a peacetime intelligence agency like other countries had, like Britain and stuff. We had the OSS in World War II. Yeah, it was trying to like do weird shit for yep. sure, like like uh, use hypnosis to get up yep. to get a plant next to Hitler to give him a code word to assassinate him. You know, they're they're, they're exploring a lot of possibilities of like they mind were control. definitely into the paranormal for sure, for sure, big like, time. Uh, ma- man who could see through goats was that a yeah. famous movie? Yeah, mm-hmm. like like. Choose remote viewing and yeah, stuff to yeah. attack military they were targets. All into that shit, and they did. And they did interviews with these guys, and it just makes sense where they're like, at that time, you know, the they, they there's so much fear about Russians, so much. Yep. The the Red Scare was such a real cultural which thing. Seems have we just I, which we seems have just gone through that seems to be over now. Yeah, like it's moved. It's yeah. moved on from the Russians. Now we're on the Nazis are literally everywhere. <laughs> right, right. That's the new one. Well, and it's, it, well, I think it went from the Russians to uh, Middle Eastern terrorism. North Korea. North it Korea. To, it went to yeah, Russians to North Korea around. to the Nazis now. Well, and North Korea has always been – they were always part of the Red Scare. That was They were part of it, you know, where there was that threat. Because, you know, like after World War II – Stalin had to push so far into Eastern Europe to, you know, fight Hitler, and then we had this weird relationship with him, but, right. we, but we were idealistic, you know, opposed, or, you know, and, uh, or ideologically. But, uh, but then once he was there, he's like, yeah, I'm going to kind of stay here. I'm going to kind of stay in these, occupy these Eastern European com- countries. And then China all of a sudden became communist, you know, the most populated country in the world. Right. And America's like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, if this keeps spreading, and that spreads into North Korea, it spreads into Vietnam. Right. They're dicking around in Cuba. And there was like a real fear that oh, they're coming after us next. And that doesn't bode well for capitalists. But there's also something that would they use that fear to propagate the war because oh, sure. Vietnam hated China. Right, they right. never got along. It was right. it was never they were never going to be allies. Oh, it was the military industrial complex agenda for right. sure. Combined with they they sold it to America as we got to fight the commies. And I think there was legitimate fear there because you know big corporations, the big the big money people who are always behind a lot of these things, they don't want communism. Right. That that's that that's not going to help their pocketbook. You know at all. What about uh, the fact that and we'll get into our our discussion that yeah. China and India were about to bang. They literally like were up on each other's borders, about oh, yeah. to go at it, and nobody's talking about that. that Those is, are the two most populated yeah. countries in the world, about to go to war. Right. Both have like the capabilities to wipe each other out, which is terrifying. Yeah. Right. I mean, like we think Syria and Russia and us—that's the beginning of World War Three. That could be an easy, yeah, yeah, India-China fight, right? Yeah, so crazy. Yeah. yeah, we always create our enemies. I mean, if you think yes. about World War II, people forget the Russians helped us win the Eastern Front, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, we lost more people than you did." Twenty million. You going to help us out? We're like, nah. Well, dude, we're the cool. whole Red like, Scare. Yep. Oh, we'll, we'll remember that. Don't yep. worry about that. Yep. And then we created 
the Russians. Oh, there's that nationalist narrative that you know a lot of countries have, but we have so much where it's like America is the big, great, noble knight, and that's that's not true. And I love America, but it's not true. Right. You know, right. it's like get the fuck out of here. We like, also have the like, fact that, that uh, you know the whole theory is that the Russians and and we've talked about this before on the show, the Russians and Alexander the Second had come in and backed Lincoln. And nobody talked about that because Lincoln uh. had issued greenbacks and he was throwing out the Federal Reserve while the Federal Reserve had gotten behind the South and Britain and France were going to come in for the South wow. and fight on their side. And then the Russians came in on Lincoln's side because they just got out of their own uh, serfdom system well, oh, right, where they're right, like, right. okay, mm-hmm. we're done with this and we don't yeah. want to see it anywhere else. Yep. Yep. So he came in and then a year later they they had offed. Uh, he died wow. through food poisoning and shit like that. Wow. that's interesting. I just did a thing on uh, uh, Rasputin, so I was uh, learning about all the, uh, the, the, the That's food. a very interesting one. The yeah, yeah. really cool thing is how people, like, they can't they can't abandon traditional entertainment, what, what was traditional for us, yeah. which is television. Sure. They can't abandon it quick enough. Because it's just such lowbrow, dumb right. monkeys yeah. throwing I, shit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that insults yep. your intelligence now. Yeah. And you can't even watch it. So now yeah. it's like you got a show that you're doing that's super popular that about Rasputin and stuff. Like, and people want to hear that hear, shit. They, and they want to hear real shit, which is, you they know. They want to hear and, about Rasputin. That's a big <laughs> That's a big market out there. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. But, like, but <clears throat> this... Uh, but this ultra thing, so you know, so the CIA is born in the Cold War. Let's get into let's let's yeah. let's get into where it starts. Right. Okay. Right. That be even before the the program goes. Oh yeah. Ryan, where what kicks this whole thing off? All right. So 1938, a Swiss chemist who worked for Sandoz Laboratory in Basel, Switzerland, synthesized a bunch of compounds based on the fungus ergo, and yeah. that's a fungus that's based. Oh yeah. In it's Albert Hoffman. Yep. And so he thought he was going to help people with circulatory problems. He tested it, the 25th compound on animals, and seemed that, quote, made them restless. So he abandoned it. Yeah. Five years later, April 19th, 1943, he decided to whip up another batch and conducted a controlled experiment on himself and swallowed a quarter milligram of the compound. He started feeling weird and decided to ride his bicycle home. He pedaled (laughs) like crazy, and the bike didn't seem to move. The world began to curve at the edges like a funhouse mirror. By the time he got home, he was convinced he was possessed by demons. He laid in bed and told his wife he was dying. And then hours later, when the drug <laughs> wore off, the world was never be the same again because Dr. Albert Hoffman just had the very first LSD trip. Do you yeah, think he grabbed yeah. his wife going, I love you, man. Oh, he I the, love you so much, man. He thought the neighbor lady was a witch that a doctor called out. It was like, that was, uh, you know, you know why they, they were, st- they were doing the, the ergot is because, uh, it, like kind of folklore type medicine, they would use it for like stemming um, bleeding during uh, childbirth and different things. It has some of those kind of properties with circulatory stuff. But they also uh, knew that too much of it would lead to. You hear, heard of Saint Anthony's fire? Yes, makes your skin. Howie feel like Mandel. Burning. Right. Well, <laughs> no, but it was <laughs> not this, the TV show. It, it, it was this. It was uh, ergot poisoning. Long term ergot poisoning would um, manifest itself in two ways. One was like gangrenous, where like rot. Parts of your, you know, your your body, your oh, tissue would die. It, it would affect your nervous system. You have convulsions and spasms, but it also could make you go into a psychosis and have intensely powerful hallucinations. But it, there was um, uh, a, a monastery, Saint Saint, Saint Anthony's, I think, is the monastery, is uh, who kind of these these monks would treat people with this disease. But when there was like shortages of rye. And people were more apt to eat like some shady looking rice, some shady looking bread. They would eat this infected bread, and it would long term use. It would make entire villages go absolutely. You were just talking insane. about this. Yep. The, in yeah. the Middle Ages, that's where the concept of witches yep. and and wizards and and basically werewolves. Uh, yep. Every yep. like they're like Mrs. Robinson's a witch, and they burn her, and they're like, yep. "Whoa, were we tripping last night?" Like, Salem witch trials too. Yep. But was that yeah. somebody telling them, or just it just randomly the, the going? The whole nuts. village is basically tripping, tripping yep. balls, yeah. and yeah. then they, one person's like, "She's a fucking witch!" Like burn her, and yeah. then they wake up yeah. in the morning like, "Do we?" Do you think that's what's going on in Berkeley right now? Is just everyone's eating <laughs> shitty bread and just tripping ride. ball, and then you got a bunch of art students <laughs> just getting angry. Like, wh- why would you go to Berkeley? right now by the way when you know uh, everybody at florida state is just partying and getting weird why would you even go to berkeley right now uh, the hippies are hot dude yeah yeah not yeah. at berkeley dude nor cal 
Shout Listen, dude, Nordcast. I love hippies too, but we're talking about straight up like rioting and like censorship. But people want that. Some people want that. They want. Some people they, want they to want riot. The, they want the confrontation. They want the excitement. They want to feel like they're feel part like of. They're alive. Yeah, they're pushing for some yeah. thing bigger than themselves. You know, Berkeley's where the counterculture started. Absolutely. You know? Okay, so so we just, was that what you were talking about? The Ryan soup that he just yeah. popped. That's incredible. Yeah, a lot of people know about it. So I mean, uh, that was uh, 1943, right? And uh, mm-hmm. ten years later is officially when MK Ultra begins. Hold mm-hmm. on, and then, is that where what's his face from the last episode? Got what are you talking about? Uh, Gordon White. He was talking about Ryan Soup. Didn't he talk about that? Uh, Rune Soup. No, that's just his. Um, we were talking about f- fungus in a rye. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. All right. Well, and, but, and in '47 is when the first presentation on LSD was done in Boston. They had some other auto guy, some other chemist from. So that's when the, I, th- I think that's when it started to like the whisperings, you know, because a bunch of professors and stuff attended this lecture. Yeah. So, so I, I think uh, that around there is when the CIA got a hold of it. Like, well, the, when you were talking 40s. about the CIA, like yeah. a lot of people, we've done episodes on this, yeah. is that the the uh, the uh, Nazis were very much involved with the formation of the CIA. Well, yeah, they're they're involved for sure in the in, in the formation of the OSS. The OSS was you know trying to like go and and then the CIA was born du- or directly out of the OSS. You know, using m- most of the OSS officers, the hierarchy was were the first CIA. They just transitioned. Like now, you used to be called OSS. It's like we're going to switch the decal on your door. Now Is you're CIA. It like Comcast yep. becoming <laughs> right. The, what, what's the new thing that Comcast is called? Oh, uh, Spectrum. 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 They, yeah. And that happens when you get such bad uh, ratings on the internet. You have mm-hmm. to completely mm-hmm. change your name. Because your old brand is such shit. Right, exactly. There was a guy in Vegas who did that. He start, He completely stopped. Uh, he changed the name of his uh, his show because it gotten so such yeah. bad ratings. Yeah. They had to come up with a new name for it, and then it just starts it all my, over. My given name is Radio Shack. Yeah, that's so fun. And I had to switch. It's Radio Shack. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. So uh, MKUltra, for those that don't know, it's also called the CIA's Mind Control Program. Yeah. So it's the code name MKUltra. Uh, they program. They did experiments on human subjects at times illegal, designed and undertaken by the CIA, uh, and not even telling them. Yeah. So there oh. were. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. it was intended to. They wanted to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations and torture in order to weaken the individual and force confessions. I mean, this is right out of the co- the, the Cold War yeah. scare. Yeah. Like, they couldn't even trust their own agents and shape somebody's mind. They wanted. They were. They were really afraid. There was a uh, a Hungarian bishop, uh, and you know the Russia took over, kind of occupied Hungary after the war, who was very anti-communist. And there was this public trial. His first name was Joseph Cardinal Joseph, fucking weird Polish name. Can't remember the last name. But they, but he looked really dazed and like like blank in the eyes during this trial. And people became convinced that the Russians were controlling his mind. Yeah. And, and making him say things. Because that was this weird thing with the Cold War. Just like the Manhattan Project and the arms race. There, MK Ultra was kind of like they were just convinced that Russia was like getting some magical shit done. And that they were doing this. And if, and if Russia figured out how to control people's brains before they control people's brains, we're done. Because then, then they could put puppets in the government. They could do all kinds of shit. So they were looking at hypnosis. They were looking at all kinds of drugs in addition to LSD. Hysteria. They, they wanted to destroy people's minds. Uh, somebody's mind, wipe it out. Yeah. They, and then rebuild it in the way that they want it. And basically like make a perfect agent. Just like when you turn in your iPhone. They just <laughs> yeah. wipe it clean. You wipe it? Well, because if you think about it, it, it would be how effective would that be militarily to, like, you know, have a, somebody that under interrogation they would never break. Because they're programmed not to break. They would never turn. They would never be disloyal. When you uh, talk to them later and interrogate them, you would know you would get 100% of the truth. I mean, they were looking into all kinds. And this randomly popped in my head. The the craziest thing that they were going to do with LSD that I thought was awesome. Once they figured out what that one was, they looked into other military uses besides just, like, giving it to one person. And one of the things was LSD is so powerful, uh, such a powerful drug by volume. You know, it doesn't take much to, like, send a lot of people out of they were going to like uh, – they, they considered putting it in a city's water supply yep. and just tripping an entire city. Because think about if you could get into an opposing uh, enemy, like some enemy you're fighting, and you could get their soldiers into their water supply, LSD, game over. How yeah. are you going to shoot you know, missiles? You know, when, especially back then when you don't even know what LSD is. We've seen that with just other drugs too because they tried to do that with – the Nazis tried to do that with crystal meth. They wanted uh, to have crystal meth. 
for their suit to create what they saw, thought were super soldiers yeah. that wouldn't yeah. have to eat yeah. and would just keep quiet. And then that's you right. also that's go right. back to Agent Orange. That's a right. huge thing in Agent Orange where they just sprayed the jungles yeah. of all of their soldiers. Yeah. And, and then they ended up just going nuts and killing each other. <laughs> and the Nazis smoked meth and try, probably oh. tried to suck their own dicks in the bunkers. <laughs> and that's why we ended up losing. That's why they ended up losing the war because they were too busy trying to blow themselves to actually fight. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Hey, did dude, you? <laughs> that, you don't find that in the history books, homeboy. Did you have you heard of Buzz? That drug? Mm-hmm. I had not heard of it until I researched this uh, this book. But Buzz is it's like a, some crazy hard to pronounce chemical name. Oh, BZ, BZ, exactly, yes. BZ. It, it sounds like a rapper. It's like LSD, but it'll la- your trip doesn't go away for like up to like two weeks. What? Yeah, they weaponized it and they were gonna <laughs> full on drop it on cities. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. And to piggyback what you're saying, they actually did drop uh, LSD into a water supply. They did. French town. Oh yes, I watched that documentary. That is yes. crazy. That's the, oh, I, the, is they that went, how they got it? The water supply? Because I know, I know there's speculation that like that they put it in the bread too. Because you know, like the, there was this one oh, bakery. But yeah, it, it was St. Anthony's Fire all over again. Uh, several people died, but the, I was listening to these, you know, they're older French people now talk about it, and they were just so sad and traumatized, but they were like, it was hell on earth. Like, the city lost, this little village, whatever, lost its fucking mind. People are seeing monsters and shit. Because I always think about LSD, you know, like, I've only done it, I only did it one time, and I did a lot of it, which was probably what it left to bad. And it, you went hard in the pain? really hard, just out the <laughs> gate, and it, and it just destroyed my brain for a long, for like the whole day or whatever, you know? I met a hot stripper who did acid for 93 days straight. What She the? was so hot. She looked like Gloria, Gloria uh, what's her name from? Um, Aldridge? The ska band from the, uh, San Diego. Um, oh, oh, uh, uh, ma, ma, uh, she's day, Save she, Ferris. Uh, ma, she Monica. was on. Um, uh, she's on. Um, uh, oh, fuck. It. Anyways, no doubt. Go, she, no doubt. She's the least oh, in Orange uh, County. Yeah, Go, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. <laughs> she do, but just imagine her with like oh, wow. D cups, like giant super cans. Wow. Yeah. Dropping acid for, for like ninety. Oh my ninety days. You don't come back. They from say that. that if you do acid ten times, you're legally insane. Really? Yeah. The way it disorientates you. Oh, that's that. Ah, so my like, God. Uh, what does three hundred make me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But imagine. Okay, since since you've done a lot, imagine if you didn't know what it was, and somebody just spikes your drink with a heavy dose of it. And then nobody tells you what happened. So you they, went really hard into it. I went really hard, but I'm, but this was like the CIA. They were doing that to people. They 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 reached a point. What I think was funny is initially they started dosing themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they basically the scope of the project was broad, and uh, yeah. it had eighty institutions. It was including forty four colleges and universities, hospitals, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Yeah. And even their it was own just fun CIA, research. They they would. I mean, and then what we're talking about, I mean, we might as well just get into it since we're talking about it. I'm hoping someone's on acid right now listening to this I and just, like, busts out a potato pillar and starts taking their skin off. So. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, so what's crazy about this is testing it on people without them knowing. This is yeah. a direct violation of the Nuremberg Code. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. II. For so sure. Yeah. We, I mean, this is known that uh, yeah. MKUltra happened. It, oh, it, it's not for, like. For sure. This definitely happened. Yeah. And they definitely tested it. With and without people's knowledge, right. so we broke a, a, the Nuremberg Code, which is. Are a you full saying code. that the United States government broke some rules? Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying they really did that? We set up some rules that the Germans definitely couldn't fucking break, but yeah. we could break. Right. right. Oh yeah, and they, and they did other things that weren't like uh, against people's will, but were so shady. Like they did a lot of stuff in prisons with LSD. Totally. Where where they would um, basically like you get a reduced sentence, you get some extra perks while you're in there, but you got to take this and then we got to study you. And one of the people that they did that to, Whitey Bulger, 1957 in Atlanta. Okay, yep. let's get in, because yep. he's yep. one of the guys we want to talk he, about. He was pissed about the rest of his life. Let's <laughs> talk about real quick Operation Operation Op- Midnight Climax. Dude, this is the most fucked up shit ever. So the CIA set up several brothels in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, to obtain a yep. selection of men who would be too embarrassed to later tell what happened to them. Yep. So they uh, they basically set up rooms with one with two way mirrors, uh-huh. one way mirror, yeah. and they studied them. They uh-huh. dose them up, and then they would then they, these are their own CIA guys, these are their own military dudes, and they full on would basically interrogate them to see if they were dirty. If yeah. They were, and then 
They had doctors. So they were so these guys were actual CIA guys, CIA and military. That they yeah. actually thought might be working with the other side. Mm-hmm. So they set them up, somehow they get them to go to these brothels. They they douse them with They created the brothel. Yes. They 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 set the brothel up because they would work with local law enforcement to kind of set this stuff up, you know. And they also did civilians in San Francisco. It was, it was in uh, Telegraph Hill was that safe house. And they would, uh, yeah, just like John's, you know, some random dude too. They wanted, And they were studying that time uh, prostitutes specifically because, you know, there's uh, – People love to, like, study prostitutes. Well, That's but, what I've learned about scientists. <laughs> they used like, them in hmm. East Berlin. Like, you know, like, you know, if you get a prostitute sleeping with some – I don't know, some military target. So they were trying to do a dual, like a lot of stuff with that. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Like a brothel and. Yeah, well, I mean, look at who's the government, government got, funded brothel. Yeah. Awesome. Who's the government? Who's the general <laughs> that got Petraeus that Petraeus. got in deep shit because he's telling all this like chickies, his side oh, piece, yeah, everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. Doesn't Petraeus sound like a Star Wars general. Yeah. yeah. General Petraeus. <laughs> The but Death Star's here. These subjects were told that their trips would last indefinitely if they didn't reveal their secrets. Oh, that's, I didn't come across that. That's Could hilarious. You imagine? You're like, oh, my you're God. You're never coming down, homie. <sighs> like, you better tell me. We're going to tell oh. everybody you like to get pegged, and you're gonna, they're <laughs> all going to know that you're into weird-ass shit, homeboy. Hey, man. <laughs> Pegging's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to each their own. We're not judging. Yeah. The people that were interrogated this way were CIA employees, U.S. military personnel, and agents yeah. suspected on the other side of the court. And they, I mean, they're not crazy. telling them they're yeah. doing this yeah. either. Mm. Well, and then the, I thought that the worst things they did with Ultra was the things to uh, to people in mental institutions, you know, because they would combine it because they were looking into sensory deprivation, uh, shock, you know, electroshock treatment, but like not like because um, they, they electroshock treatment is actually still legal. They still use it uh, for some cases like severe depression. But, like, you know, typically the, you would shock somebody for, like, uh, half a second, yeah. 100-whatever watts or whatever it is, like, this, you know, and, and then do that maybe every other day. They were doing crazy, crazy experiments in, like, Canada and stuff where they would just shock somebody, like, 10 times in a row for several seconds at a time and then do that multiple times a day. And then when they weren't being shocked, they were, like, put in a fucking sensory deprivation box and given LSD. Like, they were just, there was a point when they were just like, fucking throw it all in there. Just throw it. Just that what, poor what? Canadian. Canadians are so nice. Why would you do that Canadians, dude? Because, <laughs> well, they were like, uh, I think they were worried about, like, you know, laws and stuff. Maybe be some more distance from it. Yeah. But basically what they wanted to do is they were also looking into selective amnesia, which was a thing that they were interested in. Because if you could wipe, if you could interrogate somebody, you grab an enemy target, you interrogate them, and then you could wipe their memory clean of the interrogation. Beautiful, right? What a great, like, yeah. uh, way to never get caught. So, and the mind control, all that, but they just, they wanted to just, yeah, just completely turn someone into a blank slate, and they were willing to do, they, they, they actually said, these guys were interviewed later, it was a mentality of the end justifies the means. So, it's like, they would do whatever the fuck they thought uh, might work, regardless yes. of what it would do to the, to, the, to the person. Yeah, in one case, LSD was administered to a mental patient in Kentucky for 174 days consecutively. Hundred seventy-four days at consecutively, that, and you're and you're already not mentally stable. I'm th- I'm picturing he like came out normal though at the end. He was like, <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm, I'm good, dude. Just, like <laughs> he went so far down, yeah. he just came out the other side. Totally. That would be he's working as an accountant. Yeah. You know, he's got like uh, two kids. You know, playing you know football in a couple of years. He's like, yeah, man. Just you just got to push on through. And his <laughs> name was Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Oh, I mean. Uh, so the main doctor that was involved, the chemist who directed MKUltra, uh, his name was uh, Dr. Sidney Gottlieb. Yeah, got, yeah I, Gotlib, Gotlib. I can't Gottlieb. Gottlieb, is it either. Doug Gottlieb's dad or uncle from ESPN? Is he that guy? But yeah, but he was, he was in charge of it. Yeah, and he thought that um, you could use this besides just uh, with covert operations. He believed that it could be used with high-ranking officials, and it could affect important meetings and speeches. And so this is where the idea yeah. of creating a Manchurian candidate right, came right, from. Right, right, You know, it's so interesting because you see these, like, scientists, and it's like, you know, Bill Burr does a lot of jokes about this, about how, like, these nerds, they just can't leave shit alone. <laughs> they just have to keep making stuff. And not all of it's like, oh, I can't believe that went bad. They're like, oh, it's going to see how evil, how weird and yeah. crazy. Like, there's some nerds out there that have some real evil intent, oh, man. for sure. Well, that, the CIA used them for, like, many other experiments, I'm sure, that we don't even know about. But also this one where they, they, they found these scientists that were like, if you look at it in a scientific way, these are guys who are already doing horrible things to animals because – 
you know, in a just very cold-blooded, logical way, that is the best way to get results. Where you can, like, you know, you have to do, these things have to die to figure out what happens with certain doses of these. And then all of a sudden, someone comes along and they're like, hey, man, now you get to use human beings. There was a lot of those guys who were like, from scientifically, were like, fuck yeah, that's that's great, man. I'm going to take my research to the next level. And they just, you know, they just, I think, started to look at, you know, people, their subjects, the same way they looked at the mice. It's you so know? weird, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a cold logic to it, but it's horrifically unethical yeah you know it's like very, but yeah that there was and also early that sid gottlieb or got yeah whatever you say his name that dr gottlieb he um you know when they first started just first got a hold of the lsd they actually one of their colleagues uh died because of it and they just pushed on through with the research i think this is so messed up and i wish that i kind of like going like the top of mount everest You're like bill's dead gotta keep going dude well what they, they they did they were working with some uh members of the army's intelligence units on some other project and they went to like a retreat and at this retreat, this was right. They've been dosing each other at the office to see what it did to people and spiking and kind of making it a game from what I read, like spiking each other's things. But at least those people who got spiked, once they started tripping, they're like, oh, OK, you, fucking, you got that me. It's so funny. You that was me. the craziest office party yeah, ever. That's what I was thinking. Everybody's doing acid. Oh, yeah. All these. And in the 50s. When they're, they're going home watching I Love Lucy and the Ed Sullivan show, and it's all like, you know, that kind of America, but then it worked, it's tripping balls all the time. <laughs> well, but then the fucked up thing, they did, so they go to this retreat. Well, these army guys, they don't know about LSD. Well, they spike the alcohol at the basically at the party with it, and this one guy, and I'm killing me, I can't remember his name right now, but he was a, a Gerald Ford, the president of Ford would later apologize, and his family would actually get money because of this. That guy loses his, like, he has a bad, bad trip, and he just, like, Leaves the retreat. He just runs off. Takes the, takes him hours to find this guy. They find him by like some side of a highway, cowering, uh, convinced that monsters are all around him. You know, he's super paranoid. They're out to get him. They try and tuck him down. Eventually, the trip goes away, but the paranoia and feelings of persecution continue. He didn't. He doesn't understand what happens to him. His wife thinks he's acting weird. They realize they got to get this guy a psychiatrist. They take him to New York for a CIA psychiatrist. Yes. He, he he agrees to go to a san. You know this story then, right? He agrees to go to the sanatorium the night before he's supposed to go. The dude just flips out uh, and just throws himself out of a tenth story window and splats on the ground below. And then the CIA was like, uh, they tried to deny initially, you know, being at fault. They're like, well, yeah, maybe it, maybe it didn't help, but it's probably coincidence. It's like, no, you fucking, you spiked his drink with LSD, way too much of it, you, in a time when no one knew what it was. You ruined his mind, and he fucking threw himself out of a oh window. Oh my god! Yeah, and that's where the whole idea that um, LSD could eventually lead you to like kill yourself. Right. Like, that's the one. One of the few deaths, cause right? Really, right? I mean, yeah. There's the, the idea with drugs. There's LD50, lethal dose over fifty percent of the population. Okay. So there's you. It's something like fifteen hundred pounds of cannabis before you die, <laughs> right, right. and it's like certain amount of coke will stop your heart. But like sure. LSD, technically, is never. There's no going to be like a part that's going to physiologically kill you. Right. You know? Right. Your brain. Every brain has a snapping point. So. Yeah. 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 Well, and I just think again, like back then. It's so different now to trip where it's like, you know, even like 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 I was in Vegas and I did it and I went to a real dark place in my head. But there was all I think there was always at least small part of me that's like I, I, I knew that LSD was to blame for my thoughts on some level. Yes. You know, but like if you didn't know have that lifeline, if you just like and no one t and, and you're not even prepared at all, you don't even think you're going to do any drugs and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, you're seeing monsters and stuff. It's like, yeah, of course you would think you had a psychotic break. Yeah. You know? Like you, hold on. Like, there's a famous story that this comic named Jonathan Godsick, who is such a funny guy, and we never heard from him after this, was on tour with Pauly Shore. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard this story? I haven't, I haven't heard this. I heard Pauly tell this story. So he was, they were touring. This is when Pauly had a tour bus, and they were on the bus, and then there was a belief that this there's a belief we can't say it's true or not that Polly spiked his drink. No, not Polly. Somebody else. Somebody else did. Yeah, yeah. The Polly's said that. No, nah, he definitely did it because he was he was had to make radio the next morning. So they're driving from one town to the other, and somebody spiked okay. his drink and he didn't know and he flipped out with what with what acid. Oh, right? with, oh, okay. And he jumps out of the moving bus. And then he runs out into the forest, and Polly and I believe Warlock <sighs> go out and chase him down. And they're like, "Hey, get, hey, bro, you gotta get back in the bus." Bro, <laughs> and then he hey, gets buddy. back in, and he's like, "Fuck this bullshit!" And he jumps out again, and the bus driver's like, "He's a he's I can't take him anymore. We're gonna yeah. drop him off at this motel," and that was it.
he never hit the road again. I no, he's a nice guy. Not even like what? he wasn't seen again. Like, what? I haven't seen Godsick since then. Where are you? Do you God know Sick? that he's alive? I've I've heard he's alive, but I never saw him. He had the funniest joke about how this how all high school football coaches are racist. Like, man, we got this Chinese kid. He's from Korea. He can hit, man. You know, <laughs> it was such a funny. But we never heard from him after that. We'd love to have you on the podcast, man. Uh, yeah, talk about getting dosed. Wow. Uh, a lot of famous people were, in fact, uh, possibly part of this MK. I want. Yeah. I don't want to get necessarily into the pop culture aspects of this, where people right. are like, "Oh, Katy Perry," all this. But there's some interesting yeah. Unabomber. Wait, we're we're gonna go. get into so, that. Oh, sorry. Some people were like the military and the CIA, and these guys were dosed against their their knowledge. But there were people that volunteered, and these right. were a lot of college yeah. students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harvard uh, and places. And straight up, yeah, um, at Stanford University, the merry prankster himself, Kim Kesey, who wrote yeah. "One Flew Over One, the Cuckoo's, Cuckoo's Nest. Nest." Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. <laughs> His whole get on the magic bus. He is one of like the biggest figures in po- in counterculture history. Right, right. So it's interesting that the CIA is behind. Yeah, isn't that funny? The flower power movement. I know that's what I, I kept coming to that it's conclusion. Interesting, and, right? Well, I kept thinking about that too. Where um, uh, or cybocillic mushroom magic mushrooms also were brought to the U.S. by the CIA and introduced to the culture. And I just love that the man introduced the very drugs that the counterculture would identify the most with as being against the man. But he like, has a great, I, a great theory on that. Ryan oh. has a really good theory on it that. Make, it makes you docile. You're not, if, if you have a population oh. that's just like, oh, hey, man, because like, I'm an ex-super hippie and fucking yeah. pothead. Like, yeah. Uh, you still are. Yeah, and so you never get someone that smokes weed and wants to fight. Yeah, okay. you drink alcohol okay. and and you do coke and you're like, let's. I'm gonna throw so down. Maybe it's intentional to kind of placate the yeah. population, so, yeah. but Vietnam, convince them it's not that. Oh yeah, yeah. Ugh, that would be the great mind fuck. Like, there's this whole theory that like, what's the whole who invented like uh, Snapchat? Like the CIA's behind Snapchat because Snapchat is losing so much money yet it's still operating. Yeah, we like, want to keep people distracted. We don't want people to God. focus on, it's all about look at the left hand while the right hand yeah. straight. Yeah, I do believe there's a lot of that and I, and I believe the the, the uh, motivation for all that to me always goes back to the military industrial complex. Like there's just too much money to be made by very powerful people who it's, you know, it's, it's, in, it's in their best interest to, like you said, keep us distracted. Let's keep look us at this cute. boxing match that just happened the other day, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. and there's already talk of like it's some rigged shit because right, there's so right. much money involved with it, so and it totally makes sense. So if I go to you, hey man, boxing is uh, boxing is rigged. Ninety nine percent of people will be like, yeah, totally, and you'd be right. like, why is it rigged? Right, and it'd be they'll be well because the money. Well, right. you're talking boxing deals in millions. Yeah. War is billions, exactly, and exactly, trillions. exactly, exactly. War is the ultimate sporting event, right? Yeah. Why would they just leave it up to hope? And I'm not saying the boxers are dirty. It's the judges. It's the people that set things up. You know, you don't need to have the actual participants be the ones taking the ball. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the judges on the Floyd Mayweather fight, they had an eight to one. There's no way Floyd won those first three rounds. I mean, it's just, but Vegas needed him to win that fight. You know, so it's interesting. So going back to this, uh, some famous people were involved. You brought up Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger, man. Yeah. I mean, which is so interesting. Which is so interesting because, like, these guys play ball, and then eventually it turns on them. Like they right. can, you know, it's like it's just interesting because you were talking about the unit, like yeah. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, so that that's one of the ones that's pretty interesting. Theodore Kaczynski, the Unabomber, uh-huh. he volunteered in the late fifties and early sixties uh, at Harvard. Yeah, but he volunteered. He by was these, young. He was he was like sixteen. He was a, he was a, he went to school early there too. And he's a brilliant dude. Yep. And uh, if you what's crazy, you ever get those posts every now and then you'll see on the internet you'll read something you'll be like this is brilliant. What is this? And then you scroll at the bottom. And it's a part of the manifesto that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. Because his manifesto, parts of it are like spot on about almost being like neo-Ludite against technology and like how like the coming of – Right. Like, of, he was anti-technology. So he was like maybe in one – when you do enough psychedelics, you can get into the river and the stream of consciousness and you can pick up some signals. And, you know, it might be like distorted, but you can right. get some like something clear. And here we are literally – all of us have a full-on listening device, an audio yeah, device. We have yeah. we have the known universe information in our pocket, right? And right. We're distracted at all times, 
and we have the shortest attention span than any species has ever had. <laughs> right, We can't right. remember more, like, five numbers. We, we, we constantly are getting dopamine hits from our likes and our... Uh, uh, yeah. We, we, we have to... Oh, we, like, how many times do you touch that? I touch now, this thing more than I touch my dick. Right, right, right. Now, I wonder... I've seen your dick. I wouldn't touch it that much. <laughs> now, what I, here's what I wonder, though, with this. I wonder, like... Okay, the, the the end, like what's happening, does serve the complex very well and serves, you know, kind of like the major players very well. But does that mean they necessarily start it, or are they just reaping the benefits of something that's kind of happening organically? Where it's like, is, is it just capitalism, unchecked capitalism, that's created all this stuff that then creates an environment that does happen to serve these people very well? Or are they, it's like the chicken and the egg thing. No, I get what you're yeah. talking about. I mean, Let's get into what you were talking about last night about the Grateful Dead. Oh, yeah, so Robert Hunter. I mean, Robert Hunter was uh, the guitarist uh, of the Grateful Dead, American lyricist. And when you yeah. think of LSD, you think of the dead. And right. you could, you could like Duncan's uh, joke about it, but it's the truth. You could trace the distribu- distribution of LSD across the U.S. Following by the dead. following the dead. Yeah. And the whole concept <laughs> is tune in, turn on, drop out. Like, if you can get a bunch of people just to be... I mean, the boomers, they're lost. The flower child, like, they lost... Not like the 60s, but they lost like the future for us because now no one believes that love can change the world. You know, okay, okay. There's this famous, awesome story about I mean, this is back in the day when you could actually get close to the Pentagon. A bunch of fucking flower kids all like joined hands and sat down and they attempted to make the Pentagon levitate. (laughs) And so there's this moment in time where there's five star generals looking out their window and they're like, you fuckers better not make this. Because <laughs> they knew they're like, God right. damn it, if they focus oh. their brain energy. And so them losing not only the counterculture war, it's it has reverberations to nowadays to where yeah. it kind of it mirrors what's happening with the EDM scene. If you've ever just been to a rave or even seen it, these kids, it's like Zion. Meanwhile, they're fucking, we're dropping bombs right. with robots onto innocents, and these kids are just raving the fuck out they don't yeah. give a shit and as long as we can us the freest people in the world can just live happy and be right, distracted right, right. and not worry about the horrors that yeah. comes from I mean it, what fuck I just happen to be born in America right yep, yep. you just came out the right hole in the right area code Jesus Christ well, yeah that, that's that whole thing of like what is that hashtag whatever like stay woke or whatever but it's like there's a truth there where it's like um I'm not anti-American. I'm not. I'm not saying that like there's there's con- there aren't countries like North Korea that do have truly oppressive regimes that you know it it, it it we should you know guard ourselves against. I do think there's military threats. I do think a lot of that stuff is necessary. But then there's so many people though who just turn their brains off to the fact that we are doing so much of that stuff you know internationally just so that we can have a cushy life here and people can keep buying fucking iPhones and all that kind of things. And we don't think about the cost of what's going on in these other countries. Like, I take the Middle East. It's like people, like, you know, they go to this easy mental place where it's like, well, they just hate freedom and they're terrorists and they're evil people. No, motherfucker. They've been bombed for fucking generations by us. That's all Their I family do. has been killed by us. You'd fucking hate us, too. And a lot of them don't even this. They hate the fucking terrorists more than we will ever understand because they 100%, live there. 100%. It fucking drives me crazy I people want to accept that reality. I argue with these alt-right guys yeah. constantly yeah. on Twitter. I go... Well, they're like, Islamic jihadists are going to kill us all. I'm like, well, you know, what role does our bomb of just four yeah. bombs per minute have to yeah. do with their anger towards us? Yeah. Oh, well, you, you just wait till they come. Dude, if they yeah. come, they come. But it's not because they they hate our freedoms. Right. It's because they're trying to get the fuck out of the exactly. way. Exactly, exactly. The bomb's getting dropped on. I did a thing on uh, ISIS in Syria, and it's like I got a little bit of flack from that, you know, from some of my more conservative listeners. Because they felt like I was taking this pro-Muslim stance, and I and I was in the sense that like you know the the terrorists rep- are to Muslims overall like fucking snake charmers are to, you know to to overall Christianity. Yeah, you know it's a fringe extremist kind oh, of group within a group, and it's like nobody hates them more than the casual Muslim who are in the middle of the fucking crossfire between Assad and ISIS every goddamn day. It's not, like, they just want to fucking live their life. They want to open up a store. They want to fucking work as an accountant and, and watch their kids dude, play soccer. on the payroll. We've seen this over and over again. ISIS is oh. on our payroll. Yeah, I, They yeah, get that, funded by the Saudis. We train them. We uh, are them. That's the whole thing with yeah. uh, Brimmer, the, uh, the guy that died, the whole thing behind Benghazi. 
is like everyone thinks it's about emails. That really wasn't. That was what they put out, and everybody focused on that because that became it. Like, oh, you're really angry at these emails. No, the real question was, did they leave that guy out to dry? Because he knew yeah. that they were funding and arming ISIS. They were giving them chemical weapons. He knew all that. He yeah. was the guy that helped almost get the shit to them. Without him, loose lips, you know. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah, no one yeah. that could, dead man can't tell no tales. Right. But I want to get into uh, real quick about <laughs> the Grateful Dead. Is you brought up that this guy oh, okay. was so, one of the so premier the sound, the sound creators yeah. of the Grateful Dead is, is a guy named Stanley um, Owsley. Okay. Yeah, I'm not and familiar with this guy. He, he created their sound, that that powerful sound they had. So okay. besides that, he was like one of the greatest LSD chemists ever. Oh, so he figured out how to replicate the formula. So much to where uh, there's this special type of acid called purple owsley. Like wow. So, and, and wow. De- uh, full, full on deadheads that are still out there. And I just saw him the other day outside the Hollywood Bowl. Um, there's this, this term they use called family acid. Okay. And so supposedly there is time lock safes that have Owsley acid that when when a member of the family like the real yeah. old school yeah. dead yeah, yeah, yeah. die the safe gets unlocked and Owsley floods the market. A very select few of people that like are actually deadheads can still get this shit. Wow. And in the 60s like the another term window pane, it's like a gel tab. I've done it one time and it was okay. fucking amazing. You put it on a window and you let it heat up and then you make a cross and you lick just one quarter of it. And so that's like, it's in a, a wow. song. So, I mean, the acid culture, it's amazing. It's crazy to think that acid, like you said, 1947 was introduced yeah. to yeah. The, the scientific community. 1947 is when they built the atomic bomb. So it's almost as though yeah. the yeah. good and evil like w- has a counterbalance. But we there have w- the ability to destroy the planet and we have the ability to, to change minds. Yeah. And not to bring it back into something weird, but there's a guy named Bill Wilson. He started uh, AA. And okay. at the last step, it says, having had a spiritual um, awakening, you spread the message of, of AA. Well, he wanted to say having had a spiritual experience because he did LSD five times and never reset his sobriety date. That's my plan. And, and he did it when it was wow. legal. He had it administered <laughs> to him in a veterans hospital right here in L.A. Wow. And he realized that this has the ability to change. You have ego death. You no longer see yourself as this big, tough guy. You learn to love yourself. You learn yeah. to love other people. And, I mean, shit. I've been arrested. I got arrested when I was 19 for felony possession of LSD. And I, wow, that's felony. what I, this is when I found out yeah. that if you have a uh, hundred hits of acid, whether yeah. it's a sheet or a vial, that isn't just a, a schedule one felony drug charge of a controlled substance. That is um, intent to overthrow the government. What? That's in the law. Seriously? Yeah. Is that crazy? Because they and, know. And, and how fucking hypocritical where uh, – that stuff kills me. Where the CIA, they're fucking spiking people's drinks. They introduce this drug specifically into our culture, and then once they find out like that, nah, now, now it's a cla- felony. Now it's a felony. I know. There's the classes. It's they the do that shit ISIS. all the time. Create yeah. ISIS. So oh, Osama bin Laden, to... all those guys. Where like 100%. Noriega, they fucking fund these guys. They have them do our dirty work, mm-hmm. and then when they don't play ball, now they're the enemy, and the American public's like, fuck – yeah, hell yeah, they are. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Well, real quick, well, and then so, I want to so get this thing. Out. But didn't you say that this guy, this uh, the oh, the sound engineer, worked at a somewhere that also uh, created acid in a place that was ran by the CIA, and that maybe in some weird way the CIA used the Grateful Dead to spread. These drugs? There's theories on it. No deadhead's going to like that, to think that the dead, whether the dead knew, they definitely didn't know. But this dude, Owsley, he made the best acid. Yeah. And like, it's Sandoz Laboratory. They have like barrels of yeah. this shit. Yeah. And he made it better than them. So you don't think that somehow his. You're gonna come work for yeah. the government. I it's like, like hacking. I don't even. Th- I don't even think that in, in those cases it's necessarily um, people working for the government. It's the government no allowing the things allow- to happen, yep, exactly, and then monitoring it. I think that happens a lot, mm-hmm. where they're like, "We're gonna turn a blind eye to this coke dealer because we want to watch this." It's like Freeway Ricky Ross. We had him on. We interviewed him, and he, it was basically. I mean, they knew that he was running yeah. ass coke. Yeah, and they're like, "Good, yeah, he wants you to." Well, do Well, Pablo it. Escobar, CIA knew that he he was doing. You know, Flew it like, in the where Arkansas. Yeah. Who is governor of Arkansas? 
Bill motherfucking Clinton, dude, during that whole the cocaine. Now, I just we're re- we're coming well, towards the so end. So basically, uh, real real quick before you get in, because I know you want to end on a super okay. high note. Well, I was just going to end uh, how. So in 1973, amidst the government wide panic caused by Watergate, CIA director at the time Richard Helms mm-hmm. destroys all the MK Ultra files, making full investigation impossible. Yeah, yeah, six sixteen thousand pages would turn up later that were mostly accounting things, but they did find documents later that that guy, I think his name is John Stark, who's a former uh, State Department worker, was able to locate, but that's it. Like, almost everything is totally gone, but they did find some things. They did find some things. And what we find now is over time, and maybe MKUltra has become this super boogeyman. Yeah, it it morphed into other projects. You know, it was Bluebird, Artichoke, Ultra, Search. I mean, who knows what it's called now? And then there's, there's, you know, the guy in Aurora... There's that whole theory that he was part of the MK Ultra. Um, have you ever heard of this? No, the the, the shooter. Yeah. So he worked. Uh, supposedly he worked for DARPA, and he was okay. in the part of the the neural implants. So he, his he was like into. Neuro- I do remember hearing about yeah neuroscience stuff with him. And there's that whole the thing. Dude, the dude who went Batman. The dude. Yeah. Who, yeah. Okay. I can't remember his name, but like the the, the yeah yeah yeah. And the same thing with uh, I mean all these famous shooters. There's these stories of after the the. The heinous act is happening. Right. They stay there, and they allow themselves to be like caught, like Sirhan Sirhan. He talks about how he was dead. JFK, I mean RFK, right? That was yep. a big thing about yeah. him that yeah. they said he was involved. He doesn't remember it happening. Um, uh, was it John Chapman, the man that killed uh, John Lennon, or is that Mike Chapman? Chapman. I think John. Yeah, that sounds so right. The yeah. Same way with him. He the, after it happened, he just stayed there, and he was in a daze. Wow. wow. And so, these are people that you take out people that. Or head figures that could possibly change the world through love and peace. Minds. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a trip. But uh, so I mean, we're talking much. all this wow. gloom and gloom. Let's we might as well like bring it on home. So <laughs> that was seventy three. Well, now in nineteen eighty six, funded founded by Rick Doblin, Maps came into origin, and Maps stands for the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Uh, this is a a nonprofit research and educational organization that develops medical, legal, and cultural contexts for people to benefit for the careful uses of psychedelics and marijuana. Wow. So this, he's a doctor, and they have a whole team of like uh, psychiatrists and therapists, and their idea is you can use these plant medicines, like yeah. psilocybin, LSD, yeah, yeah, yeah. to help people overcome trauma. And MAPS has completed their first double-blind placebo-controlled study of the therapeutic use of LSD on human beings since the early 1970s. This wow. just happened. All right? Right? Now, yeah. Here's where it really brings out home. We started testing on the military and fucking them all up back right. in the 50s. Oh. They are currently studying whether MDMA-assisted psychotherapy can help the psychological and emotional damage caused by sexual assault, war, violent crime, and other traumas. It's like PTSD type stuff, huh? Yep. And now here it is, straight up. The latest news, the FDA grants breakthrough therapy designation for MDMA-assisted psychotherapy for PTSD agrees on special protocol assessment for phase three trials. Cool. So... I mean, so LSD could become an actual like a uh, uh, therapeutic M- drug. So it's closely, yeah. re- re- it's close to it. I mean, MDMA isn't. MDMA oh, oh, yeah. oh is yeah. Not sorry, ecstasy. sorry. Yeah, MDMA, yeah. Is yeah, MDMA not hit me up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, the substances sold on the street is Molly ecstasy. This shit stepped on. This is pure MDMA yeah. made by scientists. Ugh. And Maps is undertaking a roughly twenty-five million dollar plan to make MDMA into the FDA-approved prescription by medicine. By 2021, and wow. is currently the only organization in the world funding <coughs> clinical trials of MDMA-assisted psychotherapy. I might have to sign so, up for that therapy. I, know, <laughs> yeah. I know that's a lot I just said, but if you guys go to maps.org, they have everything there from ibogaine research to psilocybin research to cannabis research, and they actually have ayahuasca. Uh, oh, wow. You can go up to Canada, and you, in a clinical setting with a psychiatrist and a, a therapist. You can do it. And as opposed to putting people on brain candy or any type of mood stabilizer where you need it for yeah. the rest of your life, full on, 
this is helping autistic adults and whatnot. Wow. But there's a, there's a whole thing that you don't need this the rest of your life. It's it's full on helping people with end of life threatening illnesses, coming to grips with their own mortality. So it comes full circle that there is a potential that we'll see in our lifetime psychedelics that being is really used cool. for therapy. Yeah, man. After all the heinous shit that was you know done with it, that that's great that it could come back and be something for good. Yeah, yeah. crazy, it, right? And. W- the veterans deserve that. Exactly. Yeah, man. If anyone deserves yeah, the, no the little kidding, cracks man. in their in their in their brain to be yeah. filled in with some like self love and an okay and yeah. calm them down, fuck, dude. Like we need to take care of our vets. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. crazy that they come back and it's just like good luck. Have I know that is so fucked up. To make, job. make the ultimate like, sacrifice for your country and then uh, yeah, thanks, man. Get the fuck out of here. Get out. Of, get out of the office. Yeah. yeah, and it's just because. You know, it's like the military con- the, the All the money in the military goes to military contracts. Goes to people doesn't go building to taking stuff. Care of soldiers doesn't go to soldiers. That, yeah. Doesn't go to operations. Doesn't go to right. any of that stuff. It goes to hey, here's a ta- shit ton of money. Design something. Right. That's right, who gets right, money. The right, people who right, never right. actually it actually gets a, 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 a used and applied in real time action. Yeah. Yeah. War's crazy, dude. Yep, you yep. know, it's like. I love being Humanity's American. Humanity's crazy. But it's like, dude, how many wars are we in right now? We've talked about this before on the show. We're about five off from what Hitler was up to. You know, it's like we're we're in a lot of, you know. Yeah. And, like, we're, we're both in recovery, man. You know, I will do. I will do MDMA. I will do it. But, you know, it's like what you learn in that program is that, like, all, you have a, you know, there's all these issues and resentments. But the one thing that they all have in common is you. You are the yeah. one variable that is in all them. Yeah. And at some point, maybe it's not all these people that you. So now we're fighting yeah. freedom and evildoers all over. Maybe we're the evildoers, you know? Right, right, right. You got, you got to at least be able to ask that question. Right. That's what I don't like. I don't like when you meet people where it's like they get so insulted. I've always thought about this with freedom. Freedom isn't represented by the right to agree with the government. Every country's citizens has the right to agree with the government. Freedom is expressed by fucking disagreement and questioning. One hundred, like you this, know? this, uh, these, these anti-fascist people, like, right. like, like now they're associating uh, free speech with Nazis. Every title, free speech things, bunch of Nazis, and they're like they're training people to hate free speech. Right, right, right. Dude, free speech is not only yeah. uh, uh, protecting what you like to hear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I fucking have, you know, uh, no love for white supremacists at all, but I would fight to let them allow to say their hateful shit. You got b- to. B- because if you don't, then it's like that's a bad, slippery slope to and go down. And most you know? white nationalists, and I hate nationalism, this guy yeah. hit me up. He's like, oh, you're going to be a nationalist. Before. I'll never be a nationalist. Yeah. I'm not into races. I'm into the human race, and that's right. God down truth. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Borders too, are stupid. I get it. Sporting events, I'm fine with it because it's just a fun thing. But most, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm for fucking people, man. Yeah, you know, and you know these na- white nationalists. Most of these guys aren't really bad dudes. They're just like when you watch pop culture, the bad guy is the white guy, and they're just, you know, at just some point that you, you just want to be appreciated and loved. Right, right, and they've just been manipulated into an agenda that they probably don't even really understand. I bet if you asked. Uh, you know, all of those white nationalists, what exactly do you believe? And then you ask a few more questions, but why do you believe that? It would just get to a place real quick of like, I just, I'm sick of it. What are you sick? You know, it's like, get it shit, I'm sound getting bites. shit on just yeah. like everybody They're just is, frustrated. Dude. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. But they've just, they've just, they're expressing it the wrong way. And they've been given, it's an easy psycho, psychological thing where it's like, if your life isn't working out the way you want it to, and then you have this person over here being like, you know what? You're not the problem. Nothing you're doing is wrong. Yeah. These motherfuckers here are ruining your life. And if you allow yourself to take that mental shortcut and that lazy thinking, well, then you get sucked into wearing a hood and being a fucking lunatic. I put this thing on Instagram and said, uh, the news is rich people paying rich people to convince uh, middle income people that poor people are the problem. Wow. Yeah. That's the news right there, dude. It's the it's the lim- uh, illegal immigrant. My friend was like, yeah. "Oh, dude, oh, my friend, my family came to this country from Italy, and they did right." I'm like, "Were we dropping bombs on Italy? Where do you yeah. want them to go? We're dropping, and people right. don't want to own their shit. And there's there's only so yeah. long you can put out this energy before the universe comes back and hits you. Yeah, and that's why you know I'm working on this bit now about I think every president the day before he becomes president has to do shrooms." 
they have to have a National Shroom Day where everybody, before the new president comes in, we all do shrooms and we all just come through it. And then he can get to wherever the fuck. Then he'll have a better understanding of what the fuck the universe is yeah, all about. Yeah. I want to see Hillary. I want to see Trump all drop shrooms. I want to see it happen, dude. They need to do the tri-god. You need to do a half a tab of acid, a half a pill of MDMA, and yeah. then eat about a half an eighth of mushrooms. <laughs> and then turn the lights off. What a wonderful time. Dan, thank, <laughs> thank you, you so much. Tell them real quick where they can find you on all the internet real quick. Just timesuckpodcast.com, and then social media is just timesuck on all the social media handles. Very simple. Ryan, final thoughts. It's been a great episode. Uh, we uh, This one's dedicated to Bird Snatch on Instagram. Bird Snatch. Find them. It's awesome artist. Did some artwork for us. And, yeah, you wanted to hear MK Ultra? We got your MK Ultra right here. If you guys want uh, to send us anything, uh, anything at all, we, we want to advertise for you guys, go ahead. Sam Tripoli, Tinfoil Hat, 8433 Sunset Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90069. Yeah, and we, uh, dude, the art is great. We will pr- uh, we're will we going to give a big shout in the next episode to all the artists that are coming out. I know Bird Snatch put out an awesome picture of us as Siamese twins, as me as a zombie, and you as some weird kind of fucking space alien. It was pretty ah, awesome. awesome. So our, our fans are doing a lot of work. We love you. We, uh, we're we going to eventually start turning your artwork into T-shirts. And uh, so we're very thankful. Dan, thank you so much for coming on. You're, thank you. Uh, it's always been a pleasure to work with you. We worked on, uh, we were on the Josh Wolf show together. Yeah, and then yeah. I was on your television show on Playboy uh, Television. You're very funny. You're oh, kicking man, you a too, lot man. of ass. And uh, always a pleasure. And uh, we're going to start, you know, I asked you to do the live uh, conspiracy theory show. We're going to put that together. And we'd Fantastic. love to uh, do great. some stuff together. So, again, dude, thanks for coming on. You were awesome. Very smart. And, uh, thanks, guys. guys, we're going to have another one this week. Is the moon hollow? Is it a satellite? We're going to get into it because I think some shit is crazy. So, all right, man. Thanks for tuning in to uh, Tin Foil Hat. We'll see you guys on the other side. Take care. Body will be created to enforce them, force them, force them. <gasps>